Blog Talk Radio. By looking at your post, I could tell what time of day you're having. Uh, well, it, 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 it started off one way, and yeah, a, a few a few of my followers helped me out on a, a lot of levels. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of levels. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of levels. A lot of levels. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was very, very appreciative of that. Very, 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 very appreciative of that. Uh huh. Yeah. Somebody they kind of picked up mid swing. I think. I mean, I don't need any specifics. No specifics necessary. No, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna give up the, that information. Just like I left on my on my Facebook page earlier today. All I'm gonna say yeah. is thank you very much, and then nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> Yeah, like, I ain't even give up no names. Yeah, when you say thank you very much, yeah, I begin to worry. But that's what, but I mean, I, look, every so often I can actually love being me. That's all I can say right now. <laughs> Today be one of them days. Well... I'm I'm just glad that whatever happened. Thank you, followers. Thank you, fans. Thank you, friends, for sending me um, a revived co-host because it made a day. I I saw that. I was the first thing that I had to like. I was like, okay, 
Somebody made him happy. But let's talk about where we're supposed to be going today. We're going to talk about where we're supposed to have our minds. That means we have to totally stop talking about anything Shakir esque. We gonna yeah we gonna y'all step away from that we got we got a guest to deal with all that other good stuff y'all we gonna do that that's a good that's idea. Right. I mean we can't talk about anything that made him happy today. We have to talk about other stuff. Um, and so what we're supposed to be talking about today is um, the state of the black parent, and um, also that means or that leads to the state of our youth. And we've talked about um, our youth and parenting prior, but um, the guest that we're going to have on this evening, this is something that um, is part of her life's work. So we're going to get another perspective um, from somebody who kind of, that's what she does. Very good. So I am... I am kind of waiting for her to let me know um, which number is hers. So I know that she's here. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and put you through. I think this is our guest. Now, I don't want to mispronounce her name. I think it's Shawnez Richardson. And if not, I'm sure she can correct me. Yes, it is Shawnez Richardson. Okay, okay. I didn't want to mess that up. How are you this evening? Oh, I am very, bu- very busy. Um, very much, you know, um, I'll be going out to Boston within the next two weeks. Um, definitely do more promotions uh, of the event and definitely getting the awareness out, you know, for the state of the black parent, for our education, economics, and enterprise. Good deal. All things that we touch on, all things that we touch on, um, Throughout, you know, our year, we talk about a lot of these things. But from from this perspective, we get, you know, someone who actually does this as part of their everyday journey. So um, it would be really neat to get your perspective on it because we all have our own views coming from our all, all of our different interactions. But to hear what you have to say that shed some light on some things that maybe we haven't thought about. So um, could you just, for our listening audience, give them kind of a idea of what it is that your platform is? Our platform is definitely to have the resources, the referrals, and definitely working as a team, you know, being a black community, being black parents. And it doesn't matter whether you're a parent today or whether you was one yesterday or if you could be one in the future, definitely that team networking is definitely key in encouraging our young children, like not just telling them, oh, you could be something in the future, but having having where they're participating in those activities, which you're steadily telling, you know, you're encouraging that, that they're in network with the young, their conversations are more productive to speak about entrepreneurship and bettering the community and the earth. Okay. All right. Okay, and and so in in, in your in your um, forum type thing, or is this kind of like conference with breakout sessions? 
I mean, what would someone who wanted to become a part of what you do, what could they expect to kind of be involved in? Okay, well, um, definitely we're going to have parades starting out first, uh, and that will be where the children, the team leader, would decide, you know, within the means of, you know, uh, careers, service careers that they can be, um, college gear, and, you know, we had a request for uh, African things. Um, so definitely that can be incorporated by the team, but it's for family reunions, you know, to have their banners. It's $35 to uh, enter to have your family reunion, your class reunion, social campaigns that are within, you know, black parent modesty. Um, you know, inc- you know, and it does, you know, include, like, if they have a Trayvon Martin campaign, something similar, or even a Stop and Frisk, those campaigns are also, and definitely um, one of our highest-rated shows was our high-risk shows, and we'll definitely be speaking back on that um, on May 12th. Um, so they have various social dilemmas that we go through in the community, people that are actually working on improving it, those that have services as black businesses, Definitely to have them registered, and the parade will be all, it's free to those to view it. And so definitely encouraging people to register for the parade so definitely we can, you know, not have that where there's not a business for this, they're not a business for that. And then when you usually hear about a business, it's like a rumor or it's four out of your way. Um, that's the first part of the activity. The next activity will be for the established and potential children and youth that have a showcase. Uh, whether they do film, whether they sing, whether they dance, they do spoken word. Um, you know, whatever that talent is, definitely if they're an entrepreneur and um, inventor, innovator, they definitely can showcase that or, or they have an idea they want to showcase. It may not be in the full. Uh, we're not going to copyright it. Uh, we assist them in copywriting, so we definitely, matter of fact, we're encouraging copywriting. Um, so that will be... Um, you know, a good network for those that are established in potential, um, so, you know, to start out when they're young, whether they're children and youth. Start out when they're young, and then the next activity will be a roundtable discussion. And it will be three topics in education, economics, and enterprise. So our education topic is how do we fund our children's education? Um, but at the same time, when we speak about funding our children's education, how do we get our children really interested in education? But the topic has already been chosen um, because you will fund education, but you want to make sure that they have the right skills and going to the right school to, uh, that, that you're funding, you know. So you definitely want to be funding what's going to match them, but that's, what, that's our topic for this year. How do we fund our children education? And for economics, it's how do each economic class help each other where we're not uh, petty, we're not like the reality shows that just with all the bickering and hair pulling, where we're not competitive, we're not divided. We're not in, oh, this is for this person, you know, this person is supposed to get this because of their economic class. Because as we all understand, and even as it's in, you know, the book, you know, it's in the, the book that says, you know, nothing is, is guaranteed for generations. So just because you have an economic, you know, a privileged economic class today, that doesn't mean tomorrow that you can be of a lower economic class. But because we should be able to stay in a neighborhood and people, you know, it should be a black community where people don't know your income level, where it's mixed income level, and people are happy. People should be able to say, oh, well, this is a big family that stays there. This is the, you know, such and such businesses. Uh, it's a lot of youth organizations in the neighborhood. That's, a, that's what we should be gearing toward 
instead of, oh, no, that's a poor neighborhood, that's a rich neighborhood. So definitely if we can, um, you know, definitely, you know, convert from that stigma, that uh, actual, you know, that's out there. And then for enterprises, uh, how do small business eliminate uh, unemployment? Okay, so these are the different topics that you cover in your uh, conference? Yes, this is what we're covering for the roundtable session of the conference. Okay, and so this then the um, audience, the the target audience here, you're looking for mix, you want kids, you want parents, you you know, you want all. Yes, I want all of the key line, bloodline, African-American, African Islanders, Jamaicans, um, black Canadians, all of them, because it affects all of them, you know, uh, and those overseas that are, you know, definitely here in America or even visiting America. Um, so definitely the target audience is not, you know, it's definitely to eliminate the economic uh, status, but definitely to reach those of the black community and putting them in one room and to where we're not at the the stigma tags. Okay. Okay. Good deal. And, and, it's, good. and it's kid-friendly, too, right? You want the children there. You want youth there. I was about to say, it might go without saying you know, the round table, you know, we have so much diversity within our community. So we don't want to say it's going to be too mild for the round table. The showcase, that will be kid-friendly, and the parade okay. will be kid-friendly. But the round table, you Not know, <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm hearing the words real talk coming in somewhere now. Yes, it, it, it's going to get <laughs> real, real, because we have diversity in our community. Okay, okay. So so we're talking about a real conversation at this round table that expresses whatever, however, so it might not be something you want the kids listening to. What? Let's say like this. We don't expect, you know, it's only it's for more for the, um, if they're a teenager, I hope a parent wouldn't be trying to shelter them from the real aspects of life because in our community there are a lot of people that like to, you know, they're trying to rush and teach their child at 15, 18, so forth as the real stigmas of life. I mean, you have teenage pregnancy that occurs, you know, between the ages of 10 or 12. But if you would introduce them on the real stigma that can go into when you're going to college, and, you know, because a lot of people don't get their college funded, they get into the exotic business. Um, they get into controversial stuff. Uh, so far as, you know, getting getting credit cards to survive. And, and then because they're grown, a lot of people have to, you know, a parent, you know, was already a single parent, you're working two jobs, and that child makes 18. A lot of people push their child out to where they have to fend for themselves. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to cover that, you know. So, you know, and definitely the children, you know, even if they're 10 or 12, they need to know there are poor people out there that go through this here. There are people when they, to, to make it through college, they do the players club, you know, 
this is something that you can't, you know, so you want to make sure that you have the right message in the midst of presentment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, so, again, it's, it ends up being one of those things where it's up to a parent's discretion how much information you want to put into your child's head at what, time, at what point, I guess. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, what I believe is that it's best for them to hear it around the parents so that can be an mm-hmm. interesting conversation so a child can feel, a child that may be seeing something on a news or if a friend discussing something that may be the wrong message, and even though they don't say nothing about it because the parent is shielding them from it, um, mm-hmm. That you know they open to come and say, well, this is what you know. This is the information I have, and, and that definitely. I mean, you cannot hide your children from the street. You just cannot. Mm-hmm. You can try so hard, but it's best you know if you're in that setting, you know what they're getting told, and then you can have that after discussion from the conference. So, you know, this conference is definitely to leave with you know getting started on solutions, or, or leave with a solution to start working on after the conference. It's not going to be a conference where. You just have this conference and say, okay, we meet up again, and, you know, we, we're not even doing a progress report because in the fall for harvest time, we definitely want to see where people are harvesting, where they got started. We'll definitely be in contact during the fall with all the registrants. Okay. Okay. And talk to us about, um, I guess, where all of this is going to happen. So, that you know, our listening audience can, you know, if they kind of want to plan to attend, they know how they need to kind of plan ahead. Yes, it's going to be in um, the Harlem area the third weekend in New York City. Um, definitely we'll be releasing more uh, details on that on our State of the Black Parent Blog Talk Radio Show that come on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so it will be out in, um, you know, we're going to, do it as, you know, it's the first grand premiere. So we're going to definitely want to get this started, get the people, you know, definitely interested in it uh, for the third weekend in July and, and definitely know how vital this is and definitely the vision uh, to progress further after that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that's this year in July, third weekend of July in Harlem. So yes, and yes. you have a you do have a um, you do have a show, and it'll give more details there if anybody's interested. And your shows on Mondays on BTR. Yes, what time is Six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. P.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the number is 661-554-9123. They can go to our site, um, pay by PayPal or um, through major cards, um, www.blackblackparentsparentsnow.org. Um, they can click on the photo or they can click on, on the registration tab to register and definitely have a register. We are, you know, because it's independent, we are on deadlines. The event is for the third weekend in July. Um, definitely, um, you know, one-stop black business place. We're going to have vendors there that have services and products 
definitely to where they can support and, and no longer ask that question, well, I don't know a black business, and definitely we're um, seeking vendors of the best, you know, very good quality, um, very great quality to definitely be a part of this event, definitely services and products that we use and need. Um, I'll also be releasing within two weeks we're going to be doing um, a fundraiser definitely for um, – for, for tar tissue. So that's something we'll be doing an update on later. And they can also, go, you know, get updates of us on our Google Plus uh, community group, State of the Black Parents. Okay. So what kind of led to, to your interest in putting this event together? What, what did it for you? What was that moment where you realized that you wanted to gather up, you know, um, respectable people in the community and share their voices. What made you um, kind of push yourself to do this? Uh, I had a series growing up through life, um, you know, growing up from young. Um, you know, I always felt in school they never did encourage entrepreneurship. They never did encourage um, the good family bond. Like, you know, you've seen certain families that they really encourage. Um, and then sometimes somebody may think that you have a good family and, and your family is totally broken apart. But within the community, within the school, within the family, um, definitely encouraging that family bond, definitely resolving dilemmas and working for the good of each other and not competitive because in a lot of families, they feel, okay, this is the way we make ourselves look rich. We invest the most in one one person over the other person. And that makes our family look rich by the person that, you know, is we make the celebrity out of. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that's, it was a series of different stuff. I had a dream, um, you know, uh, last year, you know, as I was planning the event, and I was saying, you know, uh, about children in parade, and it was in careers. So I went on Google. I went everywhere, and I'm like, okay, this, got, this is a dream. That means somebody didn't have this here, and I need to attend it. I looked all over the Internet. I didn't see anything with any black children in careers. I still can't find anything on Google today with children that are dressed in careers. Uh, so, I was, you know, I said, okay, this. And then also after the Trayvon Martin uh, situation, I was like, okay, it's something that we have to do. We have to definitely um, tackle this here along with, you know, let them see. Our children can, or, you know, can, can be in a society and grow up to be entrepreneurs. You don't just take a child by thinking that they're going to live all their life as a child or meanless. This is this is a doctor that you may need in the future to help your family. This may be a lawyer that can really resolve and neutralize a situation for the good of both sides. This is someone um, that, that, that can be a community advocate to really aware people of situations, to, you know, to be, you know, for, even a farmer. Um, definitely providing events that definitely make people smile and and definitely healing people. Um, so definitely, that's you know that it's a whole series of stuff from young to now that have contributed to this event coming into state of the black parent. Okay. Okay. Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, I guess the. The issue that maybe you see if something like this doesn't happen, if something like this doesn't happen, what do you see happening to our youth? 
You mean by the event wasn't happening, you know, so far with the community investing? Um, I well, see a lot of we didn't reach out to them, you know, because you're reaching out to the whole unit. You're reaching out to the parents and the kids. And if somebody doesn't do that, you know, what's the danger in saying, oh, this is just something else that I, you know, I don't have time to do? What happened to to our future, our children? If you don't reach out to the children, they're going to go to the popular celebrities that are reaching out to them, and that's what they're going to see as their their street, you know, their guide to life. Because you know they feel their parents are outdated, their parents can't get in touch with them, and then when you have parents that work two and three jobs, and they're trying to make sure that you know that when you know in between when I'm off and while I'm at work, my child has a place to stay. Um, that mm-hmm. my child has food in the refrigerator, and so they're working two and three jobs. So they don't actually have the time to make sure the homework is getting done. You know, really keep their children out of idle activity. Um, to really teach them the stuff of life, that, or even build them a network while they're unavailable. They may have someone. They may be watching themselves. They may have an older sibling watching them, or they may have somebody watching them that just is somebody just watch. You know, that is just there you know, with them, but not fully on the education, economics, and enterprise while the mom or, you know, the, the parent or, or grandmother, you know, because there's grandmothers that, you know, till you know, till this day they're working two and three jobs and they're having to raise grandchildren over by themselves. And, um, you know, so then they have someone that, that they have to depend on to take care of the child while they do that to make sure that they're still able to pay their house note, that they're still able to get their medicine, that they're still able to buy clothes for the children. So if we don't reach them, we'll still have uh, those children, they're seeking into the celebrity lifestyle. When they get into college and they realize how expensive it is, knowing my own self uh, when I went into college, and, and definitely, you know, I, I may have broadly spoken about it, but... It's a lot of things that you that you that goes on behind the scene. You may see somebody in class, but you don't know behind the scenes what they're going through or what they went through before they got there or what they're doing to make it through now. And Players Club is very a correlating movie to what you know. A lot of parents need to be aware of. I don't want my child to get and have to go to school and have to you know get into the credit card business where you have to survive off credit cards because when you go to class on Monday, it's so much that's required. You're trying to work. You're trying to pay the rent. You're trying to make sure you got gas. You know, it's hard on the, you know, sometimes you may have a pop-up meeting, go to class, and they want you to go to something tomorrow, and the bus route and what you already have scheduled does not get you there. You still have to have money for the bus. You still have money for food. The books are like $100, $200, $300, and depending on the value, the point value of the school, you may not be getting the financial aid. You may not have a financial aid office helping you uh, with with funding, and, and so it, and then so then a lot of children go off. And then you have the people that are in the porno business, as what happened to the girl on Family Matters, and they they are available. You know, they're waiting when your child in between classes. They're waiting when your child is off school or somewhere where college students go when they're depressed. They're they're you know, they're totally trying to figure out, I want to go to school, or they have to impress their family, but they're, they have to also take care of themselves. And so then that person comes along to offer them a player's club offer, and then they're living in that lifestyle, and that's how the rumors and everything else start up from there, along with other unfortunate situations. 
uh, a good bit of the time. Okay. So what's the takeaway? Like when you are, um, when all the roundtables, parades, and so forth are done um, this particular weekend, what's the takeaway? Is there something that um, we get to, I don't know, some way we connect that we get mentorship or, you know, internship or anything that they walk away still being connected, you know, a week from now, a month from now? Uh, definitely, you know, it's still where they have, uh, we, I know, uh, you know, doing, we're available now to speak with people, and then after the event, we definitely want people to give them the resources, the referrals to definitely apply into their life as need to be. Someone may leave from there and say, you know, because of you, I didn't know what business I wanted to do, but because of this event here, um, I've been inspired to start this type of business, and I understand I'm not the smartest in this here, or I may not have this credential, but I'm still going to, you know, to definitely build up. I'm going to go out on faith, even though I may not be that celebrity person to be in this here, but still there's a whole bunch of people of the 40 million of us that is not being served, even if I could just start out with a 1,000. Um, you know, really not to, to understand there's no competition in the business of life, really, because, I mean, you have all these states, you have the international businesses, um, and, and so definitely to, you know, definitely step out of that circle of just, oh, there is no money in the black community. It does, you know, we got to depend on these jobs here that discriminate on us by our name, our address, um, you know, the shades of skin and so forth like that. So someone actually get there and say, well, I, you know, I'll come back. I'm working for a black-owned company. I know I'm not sufficient enough to run a business, but I'm working for a black-owned company. I'm happy, and, and I feel real content working for this black-owned company. Or someone to say, I'm starting this business here, or I'm starting this social campaign to help these people. I'm volunteering, and I'm actually, you know, feeling a need where I'm learning more than what I knew before. I'm interested in researching. I'm interested in definitely supporting black business more. I'm interested in uh, supporting the youth into being entrepre uh, entrepreneurs, um, definitely, and working for each other so that we know we don't have these, you know, all the bullying that we got going in school, all the petty envy that we have going in school. That's the main thing. When they leave from there, they, they leave from there like, yeah, I really understand this. You know, i got to get serious about life. There's no more playtime. And that we're understanding that we got to get it done now. We could get it done now or we could get it done on the plantation or at the Great Depression. Right. Right. Okay. And so I, I guess kind of what, what I pulled from some of what I've been listening to you talk about is the – the economics is the basis of what you're trying to get um, the youth to understand, how important it is. Um, and I guess that kind of removes um, that classism because if you have your own, you're generating your own money, you're funding your own community, then the concern doesn't necessarily have to be with what part of the middle class you're in because you're creating maybe a, a community that class isn't important. Is that yes. where you're kind of trying to get them to go? Yes, definitely with the cross-referencing. Um, you know, so it's definitely about definitely cross-referencing between the education, economics, and enterprise. 
um, that we understand we have education in our, you know, in our own community between, the, you know, amongst us. Um, we're learning not to be so competitive or, you know, they have this social development standard. Um, and, and it creates a lot of bullying in school, and I, and I understand that from when I went to school, and I understand that now as I'm a parent and I'm going through the, you know, the tests and the battles I'm having to go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you see being the, one of the biggest issues in our community as a whole, not necessarily just with our youth, but, um, when you put this together, if you could have that one thing that, you know, um, you got the opportunity to reach a massive number of people at, what would be that one thing that you would want to make sure that everybody walked away understanding? Oh, we have like, a, we have a thousand dilemmas. Uh, right, <laughs> right. I don't know which one to pull up higher on the scale. But if I had to pick one right off, which I, I would start, you know, like I say, starting out at, at the base of things, exactly where this event is, exactly where we need to get started, I would say having our people to understand that reading is important, researching is important, teamwork is important. I mean, those three things together because you could be in a team and, and a lot of times people want stuff organized, but then they don't want to be effective in the reading, the contact. Um, and, and the other work that goes into it, but they want everything organized. Um, so, I, you know, the you know the reading, the research, and the teamwork, that would be the three starters of the thousand dilemmas that we have in our community between the parents and the youth. So, um, Shakira, I know yeah. that you... Um, on a daily basis, you know, um, you and I see a lot of things. I'm just curious, from your perspective, how you work with the kids, what do you see as being one of the issues or, or one of the, I guess, areas that they have the least amount of understanding, but you know that that's something that they need to get before they, you know, hit that society, hit society and become supposedly productive citizens. What is the what one thing they do so good? Yeah, what we try to do as far as what I deal with it, and most of my most of my boys are at risk. Um they they they've been in the penal system, they've been through the justice process, you know, and things along those lines. They have rap sheets, they have records. So a lot of what we try to counsel them on is despite all of that, still trying to find a way to fashion themselves a, a productive life after they've graduated high school. Um, we've, we've, the ones that just really and truly have not any real affinity for going to school. Uh, what we have tried to do is we have tried to get them into, uh, into GED programs so that they can at least have that as a building block for whatever it is that they want to move forward in. Um, we usually try to find out what they have a passion for, um, if, if they're good with their hands, um, if they're good with, you know, if they're good with uh, some sort of, of, of creativity or whatever the case may be. Um, we usually try to put them and partner them with people who have 
experience in that field um, who would be able to help mentor, to help train, uh, whatever the case may be in that regard, because we know what's going to end up happening if they don't. They'll continue to do the same things that they were doing to get back into the, get back into the penal system to begin with. So what we've tried to do is we've tried to break the cycle as best we could, um, even within what we're dealing with. I mean, because again, the school system that I work in is urban. It is it is your inner city youth. So their their particular problems are going to be more unique than your suburban kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I guess, you know, one, from my perspective, one of the things that I I don't know if anybody saw my post the other day, but I was livid. I had a student that needed a male mentor. He needs one. Um, he's um, here from another country, so that's not here. And he needed a male mentor because he's feeling some type of way. You know, he's here with his mom and his brothers, and he's a middle kid, and he doesn't talk. He doesn't really talk to his mom. He definitely doesn't talk to all these females that are preaching at him about get your work turned in. Why? Because he needs a male. He needs somebody that stands to pee just like he does. But he's not getting that. And I'm standing there trying to wreck my brain. Like, where am I going to get this baby a man that can spend some time with him, that it doesn't necessarily have to be sports? What if he's not athletic at all? That doesn't change his needs. And so it's killing me. It's killing me. Because there was a time, you know, decades ago when, I mean, Single parenting is not something that just started 10 years ago. Single parenting has been around a long, long time. But there was a time when our community had enough men that would care about other people's kids. He might be the local shade tree mechanic, but he would teach that boy something he needed to know. And it could just be a local that could take young man, and provide wisdom for him so that he had a male perspective. And now that doesn't, it's not commonplace. You know, when you find guys that would spend some kind of time and not necessarily a coach, but just a guy that's down the street that sees that kid throwing the ball with himself and say, hey, man, let me throw you a couple passes, and would just some, make some kind of connection. Just so this kid had that male influence. You don't get that anymore. It's it's so few and far between. And that's part of what's happening to our kids. And it's sad, but when you see four and five and 20 and 30 mental programs that get all this hype, that lets you know we have a problem. What's happening to our, our young men, and that's one of my passions, but it doesn't need to be my passion. I need it to be some men's passion. That's what, that's what I'm missing the, the whole idea. I'm like, where are the men? Where are the men that see this need? Where are the men that's not so worried about turning their job into a pain place that they miss these kids? 
and, and that is frustrating me to no end because I, it's every day. I walk in every day, and I see a need, and it's not being filled. So it, I hope that that's part of, of what comes out of your, you know, your weekend too because that's killing us. They're our backbone. They're the backbone of our community. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was having a conversation on Facebook, and uh, one of our listeners was talking about um, role models. And, you know, where do we, where do we, why are kids so determined to make celebrities their role models? Because those are people more available to them. They show them the style. They show them self-esteem. And and they make them feel happy. And if a child has a parent that, you know, may just be lecturing at them all the time or just be pounding at them or just totally absent from them, then they go to the person that's going to seem available. I mean, and then with, you know, with our microwave society where I want everything now, the things yeah. that are made readily available to them, I mean, they're just a click away. I can't find anything about a celebrity I want to know right on my cell phone or, or my tablet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and it's sad, but, you know, like you were saying before, one of the things that, is missing is time. You know, our our kids don't always spend the amount of time with their parents. So, you know, when we when we have them being basic set, because like you said, I'm trying to provide this lifestyle, so I'm working two jobs, and, and you're at home. Who's babysitting them? You know, is it that TV yeah, that exactly. has access to the all all reality show all the time? And then I think that's reality. It is my reality. How they raising me, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yes, yes, <laughs> I definitely. Um, so I, you know. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm saying definitely. We have to. We have to tackle these. Yeah, we go generation to generation, wondering. Um, this and that, and um, then you know a lot of people are like, well, that's not my problem, and then a lot of people like to focus on well, on you know, well, they shouldn't have had that baby. They knew what they was getting into before they had the baby, but the children are here. And regardless, I mean, when you have some, you know, we never question about the person when they help us, you know, when something may happen, somebody falling, they help save our children. Uh, or save ourselves if we're falling, you know, that person that is there to do what we see, we take for granted the smallest thing. We don't never question about, oh, well, their parents should have never had them. We don't, you know what I'm saying? People think about that in the absence and blame of time, but when it comes to, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, some, you know, that team that helps, you know, Open the open the door for you when you you know have all the groceries or help carry your groceries up to the door if you know you may be passing out and they're there to help you. Um, no one ever 
you know, think so uh, uh, of it, that this person may not be coming from the perfect situation that is really there to help you in the most need of time when you may be out there and, and need someone to fix your car, the mechanic that stops to help fix your car. You know, we don't ever think, well, this person may have came from that parent that it was hard to, you know, whether it was hard to find babysitting or hard to actually tend to them. Yeah. True. And then there is the controversial comment that somehow we make our boys pumped, for lack of a better word, um, because we mother them to death. One of the um, conversations that I'm also having. And, oh, God, I said something. Oh, God. And here comes Ron. I don't even know if I want to bring him in. Like, as soon as I said that, he's like, oh, me, teacher, me, me. Oh, God. Brace yourself. Now, um, uh, this person, Ron is, um, he always, he always shows up to work. We can't figure out why. And we never know. We never know what he's going to say. Um, sometimes he, he does stay on topic, and then sometimes we lose him right after the light turns green. I don't, I don't know where he goes. So I'm going to bring him in, and we're going to pray. You know, I don't know what to tell you. We did the most we could with the time we had, and then Ron shows up. So it's, it could go either way. How are you this evening, sir? I am doing blessed this evening. Thank you for asking. How's everyone doing? We're doing great. So far, so good, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. First and foremost, I want to say um, to share blessings on you and the ministry of football as well. Yeah, all is well, all is well. Well, all is getting better, definitely. So we're just pushing through one step at a time. That's what's up. That's what's up. As far as the conversation tonight, I started to call when the guest spoke about reading because I actually was touching on that, and she took that right out of my mind. But when you spoke about the punkification of the males, specifically the black males, I just had to do it. Right, I had to get it in on that one. Make that word up. No, no, no. That's actually in Webster's. That's actually in Webster's punctification. Um, Imash, please note that. Yeah, tonight when you do the wrap up, note that one. Right, but it is so true. See, we live under. This is someone over there, and it was like, oh, there you go on that black stuff again, and and I was like. We live under a system of racism and white supremacy that is eating at us from all angles. And our children are getting it the worst, and it seems as if the boys are the target now. And whether it's not giving them the, the, the right ingredients or taking away their male figures or giving them something on TV to look at that they want to emulate that is totally wrong or be it, this, 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 uh, having your pants down and showing your buttocks, and, and no matter what it is, it seems like it's like a, a cornucopia of things coming at our children. That mm-hmm. being said, you need brothers like Shakir, you need brothers like myself, that we may not be, but 
as a whole, we got to stop being scared. We got to stop being punk. And we have to show these young men step by step how it should be done. Because a woman can't make a man. Can't happen. Well, a man I mean, got to make a man. How, how else do you break a entire race than by removing the warrior nature and replacing it with this feminine quality that easily coerced. I mean, and so when you remove um, the men from being the head of the household, from being um, the, at the forefront, what do you leave? Because, you know, not that we're all extra submissive, but we have more submissiveness in our nature than a man. And so when we become the front line, you know, how hard is that fight? Well, I mean, not only is it a hard fight, but then you have to ask the question, who is the enemy? Because once you start getting masculine, you're thinking I'm the enemy. Right. But I'm not your enemy. Yeah. Could be wrong. What do I know? No, you're pretty much on point today. Every now and then you read a book or two. We know this. <laughs> or oh, oh, I have somebody read it to me. Most likely it's the latter. <laughs> you got to be I'm more sorry. Careful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because it's so hard to, like, talk about him when I'm agreeing with him. I'm trying to find areas to disagree because I can't be his friend. That's not possible. Mm-mm. It changes the whole nature of the show. I cannot like Ron. It's impossible. Say something Jerome so we can press attention. No, 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 no. And no. <laughs> he said, and no. <laughs> okay, well. I'm like, I'm like what, is it, what is it most of my readers always love to say? Not just no, but hell no? Hell no. <laughs> Says, please don't. <laughs> says, no, don't exactly. No. <laughs> don't invite trouble. I don't know. If you say his name three times, you think he'll call in? <laughs> <laughs> you did not call the wrong candy man. That's not nice. I Unless, I <laughs> man, I'm like candy man or bloody Mary. Which one you want? <laughs> Y'all are oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We we needed a pension relief there. Okay. But you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I'm going I'm to step out on the limb, and I'm going to say that I bet you Jerome and his mindset can reach a nice amount of young men and influence them in a positive way. I'm willing to believe that, too. Now, since we grown, I mean, he don't do shit for I mean, us. But. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, look at look at what he has. Look at what he has to go on. Where he's got naked women in the bed waiting while he's on the basketball court for four and five hours. What kid? I mean, what kid doesn't want that life? Right, right. If I'm a young man, I sign up for that every day. Right. So yeah, he's got him. He's got him. Uh, I hope he's listening so he feels kind of like a celebrity right now because we're talking about him. He's not even here. <laughs> yeah, 
that's enough pain. Stop. Drop his name. Don't say it again. But I think that was two times anyway. You know, next week we call it. No, thank you. <laughs> so, um, now, Ross, you're in New York, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, me, I'm on the East Coast. Um, I'm a few hours away from uh, New York. And um, so, I, you know, I'm like, you know, we stay a day away, uh, half a day away from New York. Okay, because I know that Ron is, is that way as well. And, I mean, if you don't let him do anything but, like, carry the boxes or something, I'm sure he could find use for him. You know, when you're putting things together, he's, he's at least good for some manual labor. Yes, well, tell him for call or text me at area code 225. Are you listening, Ron? Write this down, Ron. I actually wasn't. Because I stopped when she said, I'm a half a day away. And I'm like, this is 2014. The whole earth is a half a day away from New York. <laughs> but, but hold on, let me get a pen. Hold on, let me get a pen. Maybe I'm bugging. It was a firm reaction. I had to hire him. I had to. It, I mean, I... I tried, and they were like, I need my jackass quota, and so there you go. Hey, 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 not out loud. Oh. Don't say that out loud. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it was a decent fit. It was. It was here we go. Until I, yeah, until I unmuted his mic. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not. You're but so I got a pen. I got a pen. I got a pen. I can write the number down. Okay, uh, and they can, they can listen to the replay. Um, area code 225-395-1792. Call or text me. Um, All right, one more time. That was 215. No, no, area code 225. 225. 395-1792. Yes. There we go. I'm so proud of you being able to write numbers down all by yourself. I actually didn't write them. I was just using my toes to keep track of the numbers. I actually didn't write it. I I am multi-talented. I am multi-talented. I can't say I didn't try to keep this train on the tracks. All right, all right. Let me get serious. Let me get serious. Let me get serious. Now, now, it's funny. You know better. No, 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 that's not nice. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I would love to hear you engage in some of this conversation. Well, as I was saying, I was we're getting a program together for young men, 12 to 17, up here in New York. So in doing that, we was trying to find some kind of activities to do for them. So I went and talked to a reverend, and as I'm speaking to him, we're having a meeting, and he has a television show that comes on Manhattan News Network in New York City. So as we talking, he liked what I was saying. So he said, come on, let's tape and let's put you on the show. So I said, okay, let's get on the show. And as I'm near, what he's saying, is he, he asked me what you asked me. The guest, oh, give me one thing. And I'm like, one thing? Come on, you can't ask me for one thing. But the one thing I have to say is read it. And you have to read 
if it's one thing that is the most necessary, it is reading because it expands your mind. It gives you a blueprint that has been used before and works. And, 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 and it shows you things that are possible beyond what you know in your own day-to-day life. So when she said that reading, that, that kind of touched a, a nerve because that is, to me, that is so accurate. And yeah. and here's the deal. Here's the deal. I need to ask you, men. How do you get a boy to want to read? Because that's my passion. You know, I my my young adult writing is totally target, targeted to men, young men. Because being in in education and in, in English, boys will come into an English classroom going, "Oh, I can't wait to get in here." So I have to find a way. And I, they have to read. They have to build their stamina, so they have to read long pieces. And so that was my passion. I was like, how do I get them to want to read this book, pick it up and actually want to read and continue and turn to the next page and finish it and talk about it? But you as young men or as old men, I guess, I don't want to call you old, but as older men, what do you recall being the book when you were younger, not not as older men, but when you were younger, the book that you decided, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and finish this, what was it about it? What is it that captured you that made you want to read? Because I can get young ladies to read almost anything. But what is it about I'll be the, young men? I'll be the first, I'll be the first one to jump because it's easy. It's that, that's an that's a easy one for me. Um, being being that I was part of, you know, that, that, that my family is, is – is education based, you know, majority I'm actually I'm actually a third generation in the school system that I'm working with. So my 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 mother and my aunts worked in that school system. My grandmother and my grandfather worked in that same school system. So it's always been instilled as far as my family is concerned. Now, that being said, when I first started reading on my own for entertainment purposes and things of that nature because I was growing up playing baseball um, before I switched to basketball. I actually read sports autobiographies, um, different different baseball players that I looked up to, different different athletes that I looked up to. I, I started off uh-huh. reading their autobiographies because I found their lives entertaining. I found their lives very interesting. And as I, as I learned about them and as I read about them, I learned – a lot of the things that they had to go through growing up, I, I learned a lot of the things that they, in, in terms of them going to school, different schools, um, and, and learning how to, you know, how to figure out what, how they interacted with the general public as a sports figure. You know, it gave me, in terms of what I wanted to do when I wanted to, you know, in another life, I wanted to play pro ball. So I learned from them how to conduct myself as a statesman for the game, as well as being able to try and reach back, trying to figure out what to do with them younger boys that are coming up behind me and figuring out how to get them to look up to what I'm doing and, and showing interest in what I'm doing. And there, that pretty much is where I got my start from as far as reading is concerned. Now, when I got back from being in the clouds with them, I came back to my father, my uncle, my grandfather. My father was a police officer, so that – Stoked my whole mystery reading frenzy, you know, at that point in time. And, see, and, and only mystery books that we had to deal with back when I was growing up was Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. 
and, and, and all of those, you know, all of those mystery books that were, you know, just being cranked out seemed like on a monthly basis um, and, and, and things along those lines. And then it went from Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys to the Arl Stein series. So it just, mm-hmm. and it just, it just snowballed at that point because the more I read, the more it, it fed my creativity. The more it fed my creativity, the more I wanted to see more. And eventually it, 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 it cranked back up. You know, it, it really got to the point where I started to understand different, I understand, I started to understand uh what what it was necessary, I guess is the word I think before. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in that regard, say... it's just finding something. It's finding something for them that they understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, afraid... and finding something that they that they're interested in, and being able to draw that bridge across. Um, my English teachers, my English teachers at school, they actually use different. They actually use different poems from Tupac to kind of bridge different poems mm-hmm. that they want the kids to read on a different level. So that's what you're dealing with from that particular regard. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid to ask Ron because I know what he writes. And so I don't know. Mm-hmm. You ain't never lie, Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's, that's kind of how I got my... The way I started reading is because books was around. And, I mean, you ask somebody, why do they get into a gang? Because the gang is in my neighborhood. In other words, it's around me. You, you ask mm-hmm. people, why do they have bad eating habits? Because all the people around me eat bad. It's, it's around me. So it was like that for me. It was, it, was, it was a habit. So my aunts, who are a little older than me, they were reading T.V. Thomas down these mean streets. And... They would, and then they would give me a Jack London, and and, and and I would read those, and then I would read A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich. And I'm reading their books that they done read once, and, man, when I got my hand on Gypsy Rose, <laughs> man, that was my favorite. But anyway, that's a sidebar. But then once you, once you start reading, I got to like Shakira, where... I started reading things that interest me as far as sports. So I started reading about Bill Russell, and I started reading about different basketball players and baseball players and football players, Jim Brown, and things of that nature. So next thing you know, this reading thing is kind of is kind of fly. I kind of like this. So mm-hmm. it's about what you're what you're shown. So if nobody doesn't say to you, your reading is what's up. Matter of fact, here. You go over there and read that in that corner. I'm going to sit here and read this and just be quiet. That silence of when you're reading a book, it is, it's, it's sexy to me. So, I mean, when I look at the situation, how you go ask a young man to read when his uncle ain't reading? And he look up to his uncle. How you go ask a young man to read when his father don't read? And he look up to his father, if he got a father or an uncle. So, I mean... That's what I mean by setting the setting the, setting the stage and stepping up as men. If if I'm not reading a book, how can I ask those young men who look up to me like I know something to read a book? Mm-hmm. So I mean that's mm-hmm. where I come from. But but yeah, but yeah, it, 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 mm, from what I write, I did read a lot of it. You ain't never lie. Oh God. Yeah, that. I mean that. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I, I'm not even going there with you. That gypsy rose, that was something. Mm-hmm. 
What about it was something? Mm, I, them pages were sticky when I was finished. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, my bad. Oh, we, got oh my we got company. We got company. It never matters. You seem to always show your ass. It doesn't matter. Okay, so I'm going to try to recover from that TMI <laughs> moment. And so we That's talking what the about. Book no, it it won't do that to everybody. <laughs> Just you. Just you. And we seem we seem to have lost your care. So this is some more <laughs> it's, see now I'm left with Me and two women. Wow. You got me as me and two women? Mm, I like this. This is terrible. This is terrible. Okay, so um <laughs> well, let's talk more about your round table. That that you have scheduled for um, your conference. Um, how, who who do you have on the panel, or what's the setup? What do you what do you plan to offer in discussion? Ah, okay. Um, the, it, it's going to start off where each of our panel members come with a particular topic interest. So in their intro, as they introduce themselves before we get started off with the three main topics. They're going to give, you know, a two-minute bio and their topic of interest. Um, so that's for those that are out in the audience, um, if they need to contact them, you know, outside, you know, after the conference or outside the conference, they will be a person okay. of contact uh, to speak to. Um, we have a celebrity panelist. She's a renowned author, Nicola Mitchell. She's on the panel. We have Erica Abrams. Uh, she's from... Um, Cleveland, Ohio, and she does a lot of promotions for, you know, maternity care and breastfeeding. We also have Maurice Muhammad. Uh, he has an initiative that helps a lot with uh, investigations, law investigations. Um, and he goes nationwide. <laughs> he really does. Mm-hmm. He goes nationwide. I'd be like, okay, you know, take care, take, take it easy. Um, and, and, you know, that there in you know, takes a lot, you know, when you're into the law. And, um, you know, we had um, on a previous blog talk show of an attorney um, that was just uh, active on the case with the Housewives of Atlanta. Um, She was on our previous show. She's going to be back on May 5th when we speak about graduation. Um, And she was given the fact that there are only 50,000 attorneys, black attorneys. And I'm like, Wow, I knew it was low, but I was expecting like a hundred thousand, but we just didn't know them or some secret attorneys. Um, Cause I'm like, how do you have lawsuits? You know, especially historically black colleges, and there there are only approximately fifty thousand black attorneys um, in the nation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's like wow to serve forty million people, and a lot of people wonder. Okay, well, the attorney can't serve enough time for them. They wonder why it takes a lot of time, why it takes a lot of money for an attorney. And, um, you know, so so definitely he'll be speaking on on that perspective. So he's more flexible in between the topics, you know, working into law. 
Uh, I'm more flexible, too, you know, as the founders. Uh, going, and I'm more of a cross-referencing person, so if anyone asks me a particular topic of my interest, it, um, one of them is high-risk pregnancy, um, and I deal more with the, you know, the economical challenge people level, um, such as, you know, child support, child care. Um, Ooh, one of my favorite topics, child support. <laughs> yeah, so we we have a, I have a topic address that um, Maurice and I worked on approximately two years ago, and um, it's speaking about you know changing it from you know a child support system to where we have a private business to where we do child support prevention, where we do more of child inheritance instead of just seeing it as child support because as long as you have a mother where she has to get there and leave her child, you know maybe not in the best of care or leave her child with an elderly person that is already sick and stretching their time to where they could probably attend to the child 20 hours a week. But when you got to work overnight or all day and you have a newborn baby crying and, and they don't want you to leave the child with anybody but they're sacrificing their health, um, it, it's mm-hmm. so much scenarios. And then when you have to deal with, uh, you know, being on public aid and, and, and the system of Medicaid and stuff like that, and then you have a man fussing about this and that, but they're not, they're not there. We, you know, I always tell them, you know, as I speak to various uh, males and as I speak with, with couples, I say, you know, one of the things, uh, you don't want to be bothered with the system. Never put her in a situation for the two or $400 they're going to give for a month, which down south, they still today, nobody, you know, they still get $100, if $200 uh, a month. You know, but a lot of people think that people, when they're on welfare, that they get enough money to survive as though they're working 20 or 40 hours a week. And, no, they about to get paid a penny an hour for taking care of the child. <laughs> it's that. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely, you know, child support prevention. So those are, like, my main topics along with, uh, you know, more organic care, like in pregnancy and, 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 and just tending to natural healing. That's definitely... Um, you know my main topics, if anyone would ask me personally. Um, but those are, are the panels that we have now. Um, we have our media sponsors that may, uh, LaShawn, she's in the Brooklyn area, Black Reconstruction Radio. She may be on the panel, and I have others uh, right now. So we do have openings for the panel part, so we're seeking people that are more directly in the New York area, on um, the Brooklyn, Harlem, Bronx, and uh, Queens area that um, to definitely be on the panel and have a topic of interest. I'm definitely seeking someone, um, you know, in financial institutions that can definitely um, speak on that, along with the health insurance. Um, those are two topics in particular um, that I'm definitely oh. speaking, speaking someone The on. financial thing I know is one of Ron's big soapboxes, um, the whole economics. Um, you big on that, so. Well, this sounds like somewhere you might want to be. Well, well, yeah. actually, actually, it's funny that she mentioned this because this Saturday coming up, we have a um, I'm part of a panel, and the panel, it's kind of touching, but they they're trying to abolish the word nigger, and I totally understand why, but personally, sometimes a good nigger is, is applicable. But I understand why you don't want children saying it. And I understand why that whole dynamic of words 
manifesting and, and becoming powerful, so you want to stop it. And people want you to use certain words for certain reasons. I, I'm, I'm clear on that. So they actually got me speaking on a panel this weekend in Harlem, and and listening to our guests, I'm saying to myself, I, I, I may be able to find some people that are on that panel that may link up with her so she can um, have a financial speaker or, or even someone who or some people are from the New York area. But um, for all of our listeners, if you're in the New York area this weekend, come on to the Mini Sink Townhouse. It's 142nd and Lennox, about 11 o'clock a.m. on Saturday. And um, you can see me um, give my little presentation. How about that? But, um, but, yeah, it is definitely something that we – listen, we need – when you were speaking earlier about businesses, the reason we need businesses is because we have to have that dollar circulate in our community more. So that means you got to open up a cleaners. And when you open up the cleaners, you got to open up a, a supermarket. And when you open up the supermarket, you got to open up a cab stand so that when I'm taking a cab from to the supermarket, I'm paying my people instead of paying uh, Habibi or Pablo or Jing Fong or whoever it is, I need to pay my people and we need to circulate these dollars in our community. If you look mm-hmm. back at places like uh, 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 Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or even mm-hmm. Tinkai down in, uh, in, uh, in Carolina, what was that? That was, um, uh, I, I forget the, Charlotte, not Charlotte, but it was, in, it was in North Carolina. And these places were hubs of our world, and everything was self-sufficient. Everything was run by us until the point where they had to destroy it. So I say that to say that if we, we already know we can do it. We already have a blueprint to do it. All we have to do is get up off our backside. So, so mm-hmm. when you speak of finances, that is one of the building blocks that we need to, 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 to have in our, in, our, in our conscious mind. We have to all be on that same page. So, so, so I definitely right. salute you on this. And, and, and um, if there's anything you need that's from this side of the world from help, you know, you're only a half a day away. So it ain't like you. <laughs> you <yeah. laughs> oh, this man. But he, you know what? Sometimes he actually has some decent stuff to add. So. Definitely um, <clears throat> use that network because even if he's not about shit, the people he's around are good people. Right, right, so. right. I got I got big friends in high places. Right, right. I know people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and then you know maybe if you can um, you know kind of check him out this weekend, maybe he says something that is worthy of being part of um, your conference. Or maybe he doesn't. I mean, it's still Ron, so no promises there. That's it. No promises. No promises there at all. Um, I wanted to let you have um, some time to kind of talk about, I guess, the timeline. Your timeline for the for the conference. Like I know you said, there are like three big things. You have this parade and all that. So could you kind of just give the breakdown so people know if this is a two-day event, one day, all day, you know, kind of give them a timeline of everything that you plan to do for that weekend, for July. It's, um, 
going to be a one-day event, but we'll have an itinerary that will have activities for the week of other black activities for those that may be coming out of town or out of the country okay. uh, for that Thursday, Friday, um, the Sunday, and also that Monday. Uh, so the event is, is scheduled for the Saturday, July 19th. Uh, to start off with the parade where the children will be in their career, uh, African or, uh, you know, related to Kiba line or in college attire. Um, you know, definitely having the banners of, you know, family reunions, class reunions, a matter of social campaigns and black-owned businesses. And then we'll take a break and then we'll start off with the Young Developers Showcase. And then after the Young Developers Showcase, we'll start with the roundtable discussion and definitely hope to end. Um, definitely with uh, moving on to a solution, working on to a solution with those of us that are there and amongst the people that are in our network. Okay. And then um, you said something about vendor opportunities. Yes. Okay. I so, guess and I know I have a I know I have listeners that actually have you know they're entrepreneurs so if they wanted to be a part of that opportunity what would they need to do? It's um, the hundred dollars ended on third on Monday but I am you know it's still open and available on the site and it will be on it until the weekend tomorrow I have a Google Hangout it's on our State of the Black Parent um, timeline on Google and on Facebook and on Pinterest. Um, so we'll be black businesses will be speaking definitely about opportunities. We have, if we're not able to physically be there at the location, we have a twenty five dollars for the first five people, and they will be spe- um, featured on the official website. So we have various people such as sponsors and others um, that are you know reviewing us. So it's a great opportunity. You know, it'll be there until the event, uh, which you know most likely until the fall, so I'm sure we're going to be exhausted uh, with all that needs to be done during the event, but it'll be on the official website mm-hmm. uh, for $25. Um, that's the only five spots that we're going to do because we don't want to make it packed up or anything like that. And we also have a vendor table of $100. It will be $125 on next week. And we do have sponsorship opportunities. Okay. And, and they can find this these opportunities are um, on your website as well, your social media? Yes, yes they go to the registration tab on www.blackparentsnow.org, or they may call um, at area code 225-395-1792. We're seeking nail polish. Uh, we have one more spot for jury. Uh, we're seeking those that have, you know, lip care products and have services for, the, you know, the youth and baby clothes and children's clothes. So definitely seeking um, those vendors. Okay. So, um, again, you can feel free to post um, your information on my um, Facebook page just in case anybody kind of travels through there and they can get some information. And... Um, We'll make sure that we I'm sorry, also... can I ask one question? Oh, um, you get to talk again. I, I, well, you know, you know, sometimes it's a hazard I do that. Um, okay. Can you please, and maybe I missed it, where's the, gonna, where's the location going to be at? It's going to be in the Harlem area. We're going to, you know, officially 
um, give that information out on State of Black Parent, but definitely the community group will definitely have the update further of that information. But it's going to be in the Harlem area. Okay. And, um, you know, definitely getting the exact details uh, closed on that right now. But it's going to be in a central Harlem area. Gotcha. You write that down? In other words, I got a big question mark right here. <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes you just switch to each other. The last word was the last word. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and let you um, close out with any final thoughts that you have you want to say, and then we'll definitely get things posted. Um you know, and um, a little, you know, a little promotion that I can do. Um, and then um, we'll call in the night. Yes, I, I definitely look forward to tuning in more so and definitely post on my timeline also and, and on State of the Black Parent Facebook page, Twitter, and Pinterest. So definitely post on there also. Um, send us notices. I definitely look forward to I mean, I've enjoyed being on tonight. But I definitely I'm encouraging everyone to participate in, and definitely support and build this event up from the beginning. Um, definitely because you you would you know definitely get to know exactly you know more so from the beginning exactly our mission our passion as we're starting out with this year. We're getting you know how devoted we are for the, for the youth and. Um, right. Definitely, I'm encouraging everyone to register now. Register their youth for the Young Developer Showcase. It's no fee of entry, and we're not going to copyright the work. Because you know, you know, I don't know if many of y'all may have been through a situation, but a lot of times when you put entries into people, you know, they get there and they may change up a few stuff, but they get there and they claim it as their own with a lot of popular companies. I probably even had it happen to me uh, with various subjects you see today. Um, because I used to sneak as a, you know, six and eight years old and try to mail stuff off to companies and stuff. And then later, eventually, you know, you come across something that looks similar to what you know you put out. Um, so definitely, you know, this is a great opportunity. And definitely, so, you know, like I said, when they're not, they're not 16, 18, and just trying to start a, a business, you know, just trying to start a network, trying to really look for friends that are serious about getting started in entrepreneurship and economics and education. You know, definitely reading is key. We have to make sure that is essential interest to them. Even like, you know, um, the guy spoke about him doing the, you know, reading the sports celebrities, and I was the same way. I got there, and I read about the celebrities, and, and one of the reasons I did because everybody worships celebrities, and I had a celebrity group I was into from Detroit. I was interested in the whole family. And um, so, you know, I, I read different celebrity books as a way to, you know, to really know, if, you know, everything, what it is on TV, is it like in the book and stuff. And mm-hmm. I have to say, one popular person that everybody loves it, my, they paid $300 for their shoes. I read their bio or auto bio it was. And I have to say, it was just so... <laughs> it, I, I just like to say it just did not catch me like, okay, we're spending all this money on shoes and <laughs> mm-hmm. um, other people bios that I have read that have been real interesting. Um, Veronica Webb, she had a very interesting um, bio, and I really admire, you know, how her father raised her, and I was just like, whew, I, I, I love that book. 
And um, I love Sinbad's book. He had a very interesting book. Um, LL Cool J book. I, I mean, if people really know the inside of the book, you know, they hear the baseline of the um, what he says in his interviews. But when you read the book, you would literally be bawling red. Your blood would literally be bawling when you read the inside mm-hmm. of the book. And like, you know, but... Um, yeah, I definitely understand it. Even if, you know, a child wants to read on celebrities, and it's a good way to know them so that they know it's more than just the glamification that this person's life is easy. You don't know how they got into the business, whether they were sleeping in cars or, or whatever they did to do it to how their parents were strict on them. But definitely, yeah, encouraging them to definitely be interested first into reading. Okay. Okay, and, and that makes sense, and I guess that's been the general consensus here. So, um, and that's something you know for anybody that is interested in writing for kids to to be thinking about. Those are the areas that capture them. So, um, but we're not going to hold you, and we're going to wrap the show up. So, we thank you very much for being with us. Um, and again, feel free to post thank that. Thank you for the conference also, mm-hmm. which is very needed. And we thank you for your cause um, and and your actions, and that's really important. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and let you, I'm going to go ahead and uh, release your call, and then I'm going to talk about Ron really badly, and then we're going to call it a night. So thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you. And visit us anytime, hang out in my chat room. Just sit us up anytime. I will, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, and thank you for being here. Um, And we're going to go ahead and talk bad about Ron, because that's what we do (laughs) best. But, Ron, you know what we have to do? I'm listening. We have to... um, We have to talk to Imaj. I ain't scared of Imaj. No, I'm just saying we have to sing happy birthday. You, wait, wait, wait. You said say or sing? Sing it. You said say, right? No, we're going to sing oh, it to sing. You said say happy. Oh, happy birthday. What is he, your, 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 your uh, 21st birthday? Sing, sing. No, no, no. You don't want to sing to me. I really want you to. You don't want to sing? I, I, I mean, I'm not very, you know, musically inclined. I sound like neither male I. I thought that voice. would make it even better, like, because neither of us sing well. We can just sing. Sorry. Oh, oh, have mercy. You ready? Things I have done in my life over woman. Oh, my bad, yes. my bad. I said that out loud. Did I say that out loud? It came out. We heard it. It's recording, in fact. <laughs> Okay, so on three, we're going to sing um, Happy Birthday. Are you ready? Can we lead to the black version? Yeah, sure. You lead. I follow. I'm your backup. I'm your backup singer. Go ahead. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy, I don't hear you, woman. Happy birthday to you. All right, it's done. Yeah, yeah, kind of playing me. Yeah, I'm playing me. You know what? Thank you. I'm probably going to have a birthday. Your birthday is probably like May 8th or something like that. 
No, I thank you so much. You did it so well. I appreciate it. I, I think Ron did a great job. I think he did too. And I had to way back. I was the backup. I was way back there. You see, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. 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 Yo, No, 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 no. Stop all this yourself. niceness. Stop all this niceness. I'm not used to this. Stop that. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, you have a beautiful voice. Yes. I think it's a record Sounded deal. Sounded just like Stevie Wonder. That was awesome. Sounded that was awesome. Like... All right. Is this Shemoy Nimaj on the line? Is that who I'm talking to? Of course. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Something changed. Not really. Oh, all right. No, good. Not really. I like that. Everything's still safe. It's always, nobody, nobody likes you. It's just the fact that, you know, you did something that we asked you to do with little hesitation. How often does that shit happen? <laughs> right. You have to be appreciative of stuff like that. Like, <laughs> right. We got excited. <laughs> Version. If we'd have sung the regular version, I'd have just been nim and nim and nim and nim and nim. You gotta show Stevie some love. Gotta show Stevie love. Well, we appreciate you for showing Stevie love and Imaj love. And Imaj, we love you, honey. Thank you. I love y'all back, too. I'm still uh-huh. on that celebrating of the birthday. Yeah, I figured your birthday lasts like the whole entire month, right? You good through till May, right? I am actually. I actually really start celebrating my birthday like the twenty first of March till like the till May twenty first. Yeah. So yeah, I still got some stuff going on every single weekend up until May twenty first. Uh huh. That's how you party. Must be nice. Well, look, next week, next Wednesday, we're just going to, like, have a party on the air. I mean, we're we're not going to have a guest because... (laughs) Wait, I'm stupid. We're having a party on the air. Can I come? God! That he even spoke. Let's not. Let's not. Let's continue Uh to talk as if words did not come out of his mouth. I'm just thinking that we we will do Wednesday and we will have a controversial topic that we can actually cuss each other out about. I think we need a battle for sexist night next week. Okay. That's I'm what I'm game. Feeling. I'm up for it. That's what I'm for it. And I think that we're going to give them a point by giving them Jerome. Yep. You know what? You know what? <laughs> all I want to do <laughs> is see my spell punctification. That's all I want. No, I want to see that spell punctification. 
Wait, 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 wait. He wants to see Maj what? He wants me to figure out how to spell punkification. Because, first right. of all, that is not a freaking word. So, therefore, it is not because I looked it up and that is not a word. You looked in the wrong dictionary. Did you look in the Oxford? Uh-uh. You look in the Oxford? I put that sucker in Google. Google is everything. So guess what? Pulp fiction is. Pulpification is not. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't so, you Tarantino. <laughs> so therefore, when you see the rest of you going to be like, you know what, that girl ain't got this. It's got to get fly. But, but you know what we mean when we say punkification. Punkification. Is that next to bitch assness? Is that is that in the same dictionary bitch assness is in? Right, exactly. And fuckery. They're all in the same dictionary. Okay. So that must be that urban dictionary thing that I can't stand. Let's let's go look. Well, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know he's good for Bullshit. I mean, for making up shit. And. That's not a word. I probably. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I looked it up. I don't want to see this. And. Yeah. It says. It says. It says punkification on like one site, and then there's Ron's picture. So I get it. Oh, wait. All right. You know what? It's 12 okay. We got to go. So Quick. it's timing. Uh, yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's timing. It's. Yeah. Yeah, I know you probably not like that one. It's okay. Right, okay. you talk calling me a punk. <laughs> go to your go to your safe space. Go to your safe space. It's okay. I shook my thumb and crossed my ankles. It's <laughs> uh, probably how you've been sitting all night anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. So, um, so next week it's um going to be a balance of sexes kind of evening. We're winning, of course. This battle is continuous, but the ladies are ahead. I think we're leading by like twenty points or something from the last game. So, can we have um, like an androgynous scorekeeper? Because we we need somebody you know that's not biased to keep. Yeah, I'll yeah I'll get somebody. I bet you will. I'll get somebody. Get somebody. Let me know who yeah, that I'll, somebody is. And it can't yeah, be Taylor. Why can't be Taylor? Why can't be Taylor? Taylor is cool. Because she is biased. She looks girls. Well, I mean, really, it's really not cheating because we we are the smarter sex. I mean, I mean, really, I just put that. With money. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And before before, before I just hang, hang the line up, I need Ron to visit my Facebook page. There, there's something that I need you to explain on there. So, um, I'm scared. You just scared me. No, like, I'm, no, no, I was no. like, wait a minute. I need some stuff that's, what, what was happening? No, I need him to channel his militant, angry black man. And I need him to explain oh, okay. something. Yeah, I need him to explain something to to, to the woman about the um, self hate because that didn't just start with us. That that is something that was created. But I want you to address that. So I'm gonna go Say ahead no more. and I got you. 
I'm going to go ahead and end it. Next week, we're going to have a good time. We're going to beat the hell out of the guys. And um, there you go. There you have it. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. night. Happy birthday and all that good stuff. And all that good stuff. Happy birthday. (laughs) Enjoy your birthday month. All right. Good night. (laughs) Good night.